The Fake Show is brought to you by Threads of Envy, the law firm of Hutchison and Stefan, the Craft House Brewery, the Tone Factory Recording Studio, Moonshot.com T-shirt designs, and by Mr. Antenna. Now your host, Jim Tofty. Guitarist Nuno Betancourt has founded many bands, not the least of which was Extreme, which charted several hits, including this one, Wholehearted. He also joined Julian Lennon last year for an acoustic cover of John Lennon's hit Imagine to benefit Global Citizens Stand Up for Ukraine. He was also Rihanna's lead guitarist for several tours and most recently appeared with her at the Super Bowl halftime show. Now, Extreme has a new album and single as I've got Nuno Betancourt on the line right now in Los Angeles. Nuno, welcome. Congratulations, I should say, on the most recent event that I and millions saw you appear at the Super Bowl as Rihanna's lead guitarist. Boy, that was epic. That must have been a great time. It was an incredible experience for me. Big, big bucket list moment, obviously, because, you know, not only it's the halftime show, but I'm a massive football fan. And, you know, to be to be there and to, and to be part of a, a Super Bowl is just like, I, you know, I never imagined even at my age at 56 that I would ever be even get there so it was super incredible um you have actually done a few tours with rihanna when they originally approached you about that were you did you have to be convinced because you're a rock guy yeah a little bit i i remember i remember the call i got from uh, a great uh, uh tony bruno a great guitar player and he was a music director yeah and he basically started the conversation when he called me he goes i know you're gonna say no <laughs> but uh but uh, but this is what's happening. We need a guitar player. She saw some of your stuff online, and I said, "Why? There's no guitars on her stuff." He goes, "That's why. She wants it to rock live. We want it to rock a little bit live. And you don't have to audition and do anything. You just come down and just and you know do your thing." And I'm like, "Oh, you know, I'm, I, I just finished an extreme tour, and I'm thinking, 45. I'm like, this sounds crazy." And and I said, "But I get to be me." He goes, "Same rig." I get to ruin all her songs with guitar, and I decide what you know majority of what the parts are. And it was. It was incredible to do like Umbrella and all these hits that she had, but like heavy and big chords. And it was quite an experience. And I, I, I stayed, I did about three or four tours, you know, off and on and before I had to come back to the mothership here and get this album out. And you sure did, boy. The new single, Rise, just crushes. It is so catchy and your virtuosity is well on display here. Congratulations on that. No, thank you, man. You know, look, it's, it's, uh, we, People are, you know, sometimes say, well, what the hell took you so long? Why 15 years? And I'm like, look, to be honest, we didn't wait 15 years and the album didn't take 15 years. Well, my first answer is like, yeah, we were going to call it Portuguese democracy and beat out, beat out, uh, you know, uh, guns is Chinese uh-huh. democracy. But, but it was really more about, we probably have four or five albums worth of material before that. But one thing me and Gary always knew as writers and as and as bandmates that we were never going to release anything that get, didn't really, really turn us on and didn't mean something to us to show the rest of the world. And the way you know that is, is you could, we, we have like 50, 60 songs and, and, and we just, it never pulled us into a point of like, get this out because if you don't even want to share it, like until you call your brother up or your best friend, you go, hey dude, check this out, man, I got something I want to show you. So you have that kind of giddy excitement that you had when you were 17, yeah. 19, or when another song came out, you were like, hey, have you heard the new, you know, whatever, the new Motley Crue, or whatever. Like, if you don't have that kind of enthusiasm and want, then it's not ready. I, that's how simple it is. If you can show it to two people that means something to you, you can show it to 20 million, right? So, and that's what it was. And now was the time we, we latched on to four or five songs that really, really sparked the album. 
and uh, they're not all like Rise. If anybody knows Extreme well enough, expect the unexpected. Yeah. It's always a journey. The album, it's, it's an old school album where you can put some headphones on and, and, and go, get in your car. I know everybody loves to play list and everybody loves to pick songs and this up, but I'm, trust me, I, I, one thing I'm proud about of the album, it's curated in a way that it's like a, a nice three-course meal. You just get in the car or put your headphones on, and it's 50 minutes, 50 quick minutes, but it takes you on amazing left right turns and a, and a cool little journey i'm super uh, excited to share it. i was a fan of your earlier hits more than words and wholehearted and then i heard your guitar solo on get the funk out and that was a whole nother level and i really kind of started to follow you as a guitar player and i know for a fact that thousands of guitar players now have tendonitis trying to do what you do <laughs> <laughs> you know what you know what join the club yeah. Club, the club. No, I appreciate that, and and that's the cool thing. Look, I, we you always go into an album, even as a guitar player, and what you do as a guitar player, but musicianship and chemistry, you go in all in. You go in, you don't you don't fake anything, you don't do anything lightly, you don't take it lightly, but you still you know you 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 have the joy of it and everything, but you don't know what people are going to respond to. All you can hope is that you know what. When I put my head on the pillow at night, it's what we love. It's what we wanted to do. The passion's in there, the wants in there, and it's up for them to decide. And since it's been released like two weeks ago, a little over two weeks ago, we are overwhelmed and, and with joy and just blessed with the, the response, you know, from guitar players, but the guitar community, but also just fans. And the comments that we hear, it's like, man, thank you for a rock album, <laughs> just a rock album yeah. that actually has that somebody cares about that felt a bit old school in the sense that it was it was it had fire in it and passion in it and, and that was all for one song. I mean, I can't wait to, for everybody to hear the rest. But it's been incredible. It's been incredible because you know how it was back in the day. It took you a minute for you to find out if people loved it. You yeah. play it on the radio. You'd get your you get your request, or you go and you see ticket sales and stuff like that. Now, you the second you post it and it comes out, it's like in the tens of thousands and millions within hours and 24 hours to tell you what they think and what they, and if they're listening, if they're watching, it's wild. Speaking to that, do you remember the first time you heard an extreme song on your hometown station? I, I'm assuming it was WAAF in Boston. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. That was when people say like, what's one of the top five moments of your life. That's one of them. I mean, you, you know, we, it might seem to fans and listeners that are listening right now that it's like, oh, you hear your stuff on the radio. That's what you do. That's normal. You know that, but it isn't. The, the dream starts, you know, in your rehearsal space, in your garage, in your bedroom, and 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 also in the car while you're listening to your heroes, the Van Halens, the Zeppelins, and and the Queen, and all these bands. You can never, as much as you dream about it, as much as you're going for it, you never imagine, you know, what it would be like to hear your song on the radio. Actually, you just can't. It just seems unreal. And then that day happens, and I remember I was in a van, and we were coming back from a show, and I remember it was like 2 in the morning or something, and everybody was kind of falling asleep. The radio was on, and and a song of our first album came on. And I think it was Kid Ego, something I had heard. And it was a local station. It was WAF, and I just... <laughs> I was just... I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. I'll never forget that moment, because that's when you know... Wow, it's actually happening. All these years later, you're at a point where the Brian Mays of the world, he talks about how much he loves your playing, or that time you were performing in London and Jimmy Page and John Paul Jones came backstage to say hi before a show. How did that affect your playing that night? Oh my God, I mean, what do you do when 
paid. You know, you're not supposed to see these guys. These are gods. These uh-huh. are, they, they don't really exist. Right. They're, 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 and, and but yeah, imagine you're about to go on. They asked us to play. There, there was a uh, the Astoria was a, a, a historic uh, theater in London, and we played it when we were super young. And they said, "Hey, we're closing it. Do you guys want to be like the last one of the last performances there?" And we're like, "Of course." But when you're in the dressing room and you're 45 years ago, and the door opens. And doves fly in first, of course, because it's Zeppelin. <laughs> but doves, doves come in, yeah. and then in walks Jimmy Page. And you're like, uh, what? And you're thinking he's in the wrong room. Is he here to see Hawkins, who's opening for us? Whatever. He goes, no, man, I just just came down to, to wanted to see you in, a, in, in an intimate room and watch you play. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm thinking in my head, it's Jimmy Page. What is he doing here? And then we, we're in the corner talking, and I'm trying to focus on what I got to do and warm up. I'm like, the hell with that? And we're just <laughs> talking about Portugal and talking about different things. And then the door opens again. More doves flying, and then John Paul Jones walks in, and, <laughs> right. and, 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 and Paige looks at Paige looks at John Paul Jones. Go, what are you doing here? And he goes, What are you doing here? They had no idea. <laughs> so the funny thing is, is like, now we got half a Led Zeppelin in the dressing room, and we're like, Great! Now we got to walk out there and do a show, and it's like a two and a half hour show. And as we're as we're walking down, my uh, my uh, booking agent who brought him down, who who drove him down, said, Hey, just so you know, don't be offended. One of the reasons Jimmy comes before and says hi is because he's older. He's not going to sit through a two and a half hour show. You know, he does it with, if you go see a band, that's what he does. He'll say hi before, he'll watch as much as he can, and he'll split. I'm like, you kidding me? Even if he, even if he didn't watch the show and he just said hi, I'm good. But, you know, we could see him. There was a little, like, spotlight on the balcony with a table, and of course we could see him and John Paul and Joe. So imagine now you're on stage, you come out, and all you can see on the left side, in the corner of your eye up top, is half a Led Zeppelin watching your show, and they're leaning in and talking between, you know, commenting on stuff. And I'm like, and, 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 and I just played for them. I don't even remember the audience that night. I yeah, right. For them. Everything, my whole life flashed before my eyes in my bedroom, learning the ocean, learning, going to California, learning Black Dog. I was just, okay, I got to go all in for this. This is pay. This is my shot. You know, this is it. And, and, and the thing is, is I look up after 30 minutes, still there. After an hour, they're still there. Two oh. hours, they're still there. What? Just amazing. And obviously, you've earned it over the years. Your electric guitar playing is always a highlight, either live or on album. And the new album, Six, from Extreme, is out June 9th. The single, Rise, is out now on iTunes and all the other platforms. Nuno, an honor. Great to talk to you. Stay well and good luck uh, in the future. Thank you so much. All right, buddy. Bye-bye. In a recent Guitar World interview, Nuno said that he wanted to make sure that the road Eddie Van Halen paved for guitarists to follow must not come to an end, and I think he's doing that, as you can hear. That finishes this episode of the Fake Show podcast. I'm Jim Tofty. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time. Listen to The Fake Show anywhere on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and thefakeshow.com. Fake